Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like building a bigger pipeline with real customers leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this deep sales and LinkedIn has built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn sales navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn sales navigator and get a 60 day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60 day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. In anything, you have to pick a balance of winning and losing. It's the yin and the yang. Even if you catch all the W's, there's still a little bit of loss. And even if you have all these losses, somebody's still making out somewhere. I think capitalism provides the fairest playing ground because people get to take advantage of the opportunity provided to them and hopefully deploy it in a way that is successful. And it just uses kind of chance and luck. There is a little bit of who you are and where you come from that bake into that. For sure. But there's a lot of people that came from nothing that have a lot due to capitalism. And that's why I think it's still, although it's a broken wheel, it still does move forward better than the other. What's going on, guys? Welcome into today's episode of Money Moves. As always, your host, Matty A, my co-host, Mr. Ryan Breedwell. What's what up, a y'all? do, brother? We cover all things stocks, real estate, investing, and personal finance to help you on your march to that million-dollar milestone and beyond. If you're new here, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Come on. All we ask, if you enjoy the show, share it with a friend, family member, somebody you think could get some value from it. Take 60 seconds to leave us a review on whatever platform you enjoy listening to this content on. Also, don't forget to check out all the great stuff we got available for you guys at MillionaireMindcast.com. Check out the store. And of course, don't forget to take advantage of your free financial x-ray where Ryan and his amazing team will do what? We will go through your current investments, uh, ideas for investments that you have. Uh, we'll really just build you a financial plan. It's really to get a, an idea of to aggregate investments that you're currently doing, figure out if they're going to work, figure out what you're paying for those things, figure out what they're going to do for you in the future, and just kind of put that into a plan. Because investments are just investments uh, without a plan behind them. It's the most comprehensive and customized plan I've ever seen any financial advisor do, let About alone do it. Value. <laughs> I was to say, let alone do yeah. it for free. So. Uh, for all our Millionaire Mindcast listeners, just text the word X-Ray to 844-447-1555. That'll be how you guys can get connected with Ryan and his team. And if you're an accredited investor, you're not on my deals list yet. I put out the new hotel this last week. You can text the word DEALS to 844-447-1555 to check that out. Um, I don't think there's any room left in this subscription. I'm fully subscribed. It's the fastest I've ever raised money for a hotel deal. 
still working through some of the final due diligence. So some stuff that we got to get through. But again, uh, we'll have more investment opportunities for you guys just by being on that list. Text the word deals to 844-447-1555 to get that exclusive access to the stuff that only I put out uh, to my uh, list. That being said, we've got some uh, interesting news and topics to cover this week. The Department of Justice is getting back to it with Donald Trump. We had somebody take out a very big put on the U.S. economy. What notable investor did that? We'll talk about that. And is it as big as people are saying? I'm going to tell you it's not. Okay, good. Well, we will get Mr. Breedwell's take on that. And we've got some updates around debt, what's going on in the stock market, Bud Light, uh, the Biden administration asking for more money for who knows what, probably you know what. We'll dig into that. And of course, inflation data came out this last week. And we've got some insights and thoughts around how the U.S. economy is faring with what the Fed is doing and what the future holds for you and I as investors on Main Street. With that being said, Mr. Breedwell, what are your thoughts on a fourth indictment of Donald Trump as of yesterday? It was a leaked document that now has been confirmed and arrest warrant has reportedly been issued for Donald Trump, as well as the 18 other defendants in Georgia's election case. And he has until the 25th to show up and surrender. Your boy is just just racking up. I think it was like like... 700 plus years in jail and potentially the death penalty for racketeering, conspiracy to interfere in an election. I will be very shocked if any of it is even legitimate. And I'll be very shocked if any of it sticks. Um, This is kind of like unheard of territory, though, for our government to weaponize against a political opponent. I it it is, but again, we've never had we've never had a political party be so far one way. You gotta remember a long time ago, like everything was kind of moderate. Democrats and Republicans. It was kind of in the middle and you just leaned a little left, you leaned a little right. Mm-hmm. Um which is no longer the case. No. And we've had the party that's been in power over the past, you know, a couple of years that's taken it kind of a little bit uh too far. And Republicans have done things that are bad, too. Here to cast a white veil. Um, They're just a little batshit crazy. And they just kind of have done things that are, like, aggressively. I mean, I've never seen people like Democrats so bad. They're obsessed with Donald Trump. It's almost a mental disorder. They want to see somebody fall so bad. I mean, you see Hillary Clinton go on and do her interview. She's fucking laughing away. But they'll defend people of their party that have been proven to do the same things. And there's a lot of stuff that gets covered up and brushed over as non-issues that would be complete issues for people that are Republicans. So no matter who you are, no matter how you, no matter how you vote, everybody knows I'm a Republican. So you, you know I, I, how I am. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty clear the bias that exists towards the Democratic Party and they they prey upon people who don't you know are weak. Sorry, y'all. Weak kind of mentally. We're talking about men that act like women, men that want to be women, men that think they're women, women who think they're men. These are people with mental disorders um, and have issues with them, and they get preyed upon and fed these ideas. And kind of the thing that 
I've said to everybody is, is if either party worked perfectly, things would have been fixed a long time ago. There's been a lot of Republican presidents and there's been a lot of Democratic presidents. Politics doesn't work really as a whole, but it's a necessary evil. Always vote for the, the side that pays you the most. I'll tell you without a doubt, Republicans will pay you the most and have some thick skin because they're a little more country and a little more hicky and they like guns. And sometimes they do... They have some out there ideas that are sometimes called conspiracy theories hmm. some being true, some of them not being true. But I far, I would far rather fall on the right side, being conservative, letting people make their own decisions in their home values, letting people be who they want to be in the wrapper of America versus having huge government control, high taxes, um, the idea of freedom of choice, but really no freedom of choice and kind of just being spoon-fed things and then just regurgitating them because that's really all I hear from the left is is talking points that they hear on news media outlets um, from the same people that have reported all the stuff on the people they don't like that's been proved not to be true, but they'll completely ignore that and just jump onto the next thing because it fits their emotional narrative. This is sad. So is is this additional indictment I'm hurting or helping him? I think it's helping him. The funniest part is I think all it's doing is helping him because the more that you try to prove someone wrong, let's just think of a general idea. The more you try to prove someone wrong and then you're wrong in accusing that person, the lesser it makes you look as a person. But this is where the Democratic Party has tricked their voting base. They can like infinitely be wrong because they're trying to get Donald Trump. This magical, evil person who really hasn't done anything too crazy, in my opinion, but they'll Agreed. completely, completely brush over all the stuff that's going on right now with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. And I'm not saying 100% of that is true, but I mean, there's zero attention to that and all this attention to indictments. And yes, this is the first time, that, or no, not the, not the first time. This is like the third, fourth time. He'll this is go, his fourth indictment. He'll have to go and get arrested. Get a mugshot. They said he's going to have to do a mugshot this time, which that's going to be probably he's going to be smiling and laughing. Oh, it's going to he he might have the thug life glasses pre-made for him and already resting on his face when and, he goes to take that. that and then, and the thing is, if, I could see him doing something like that. If things work out in his favor and he does get reelected, I don't know who the fuck they think. Oh, he's going to unleash hell. He is going to unleash hell, hell upon these Well, people. he's already kind of said it. It, it. But you know what? He's not said it as if he's going after someone specific. He's just going after corruption. Yes. And I don't think he's a perfect person. I've said that hundreds of times. I, I honestly have said, I don't think he's a great person at all. But I'm fine with him because he's a politician. All politicians are terrible people at their core uh, for the most part. And they all lie and all make all these deals in back rooms. Go look up the word cronyism. That's our political environment. Yeah. Defined in one word. Yep. They make deals with special interests and line their pockets. They say they're going to do things that they never do. And they pass the buck down to the next person. So at least with Donald Trump, he may not be the smartest person. But if he says he's going to do something, he's going to try it and attempt to do it wholeheartedly. He had a track record of doing pretty much. And he did most, most of, of the stuff he that said he, he said he was do. going to do. For good, for better or for worse. I would rather that. I'd rather know what I'm getting than, than have this Pandora's box of what if. Well, it looks like Bud Light 
could end up this. I mean, this whole Dylan Mulvaney marketing campaign literally could be the destruction of the Anheuser Busch company as it once was known, yeah, right? On, as the own. the king of the hill. You cannot get them, you know, yeah. mounted off of uh, off of this this crown off their head. Now that they've been knocked off for multiple months now, and it looks like uh, as of today. Bud Light distributors no longer, now they're coming out publicly saying they no longer expect sales to recover from the Dylan Mulvaney marketing campaign and that some of them are actually ceasing to purchase those Bud Light and Budweiser products. Yeah, I was asking uh, Raj because I had that thing up on his thing. He goes, we have to keep it up for our contract. He's like, I'm trying to get rid of all Bud Light products. Crazy. So all, all eight. So they're trying to get- Raj for that. For those of you who don't know, is uh, the the owner of the liquor store in one of my um, strip centers, which strip, happens to be strip down malls, the street, which is right, right by Ryan's house. I go there like four times a week. I know Raj, Raj is the homie. Well. I walk. He in always there every tells time. me, "Tell him how to seller finance me." <laughs> okay, okay. I've given I'll him a couple seller finance. Oh yeah, but he, he tells me the rates he wants. He, he wants the deal. Yeah, he's he wants that Indian man deal. deal. Is Raj, they the want to pay nothing and get, get everything. Yes, sir. So we also have the Biden men seeking nearly $40 billion. It almost seems like every week they're, they're seeking not just hundreds of millions of dollars, but billions and tens of billions of dollars. Uh, another $24 billion going to Ukraine. It just um, seems at this point to be fairly obvious. I mean, I mean, is this just a flat-out government I, money laundering so scandal I don't know. to the Ukraine? This is the first time I've ever thought, because the thing happens in Hawaii, right? We still don't have a. We have an estimated twelve billion dollars that they've said they're going, but nothing's been released. I don't believe to Hawaii. Excuse me if it, I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, it with says this. Uh, they're asking out of that forty billion, twelve billion for ongoing disaster relief. Yeah, but it's wrapped up. He's he's like in order to get relief, which this should be a FEMA. I mean, it should not be in any bill. This is federal emergency disaster relief. We should be giving that money to Hawaii. We gave it to Louisiana. We gave it to Houston and Texas when they had the hurricanes. We, we should be giving that when Trump was in office. We should be giving that to Hawaii. They're wrapping it up. Again, this is the stupid cronyism. This is like with, an, with the bill, the bill for, for $24 billion to go to Ukraine. This is the first time I've thought, because I haven't thought, I, minus it was just careless spending and I didn't agree with it. It's the first time it's crossed my mind because of all the stuff that's going on uh, with the Justice Department and Hunter Biden and that they've they've now unsealed documents that proves that they received money from China and proves they received money from Ukraine. Um, it's the first time that it's crossed my mind that that maybe Ukraine and maybe Zelensky or whoever may have information that they could leak that would that would incriminate the Biden family. And the that's how they're, and they're just embezzling I'm and like, blackmailing them left and because right. Because I'm trying to think where they're spending this money. It, you and to, and you spending it as fast as they're saying they need it. We, if you look at the military budget for similar countries in Europe, we've already doubled what the annual budgets are. Now, I know they're not in war, but we're talking about a hundred billion dollars if this bill passes, which it likely will, that's going to go to Ukraine that they've spent in like less than 12 months. Well, yeah, that's not including all the other tens of billions of dollars that have already gone over there. So I don't, I don't know 
how you can where is like where is that money going? Well, my, so here's you can't spend. The point is, you just can't spend. You would have to buy so much stuff, like so much equipment with that stuff. Who is selling it to you? Where are you? Where are you taking that? Where, money where's the point? money landing? Correct. It's going to Ukraine. I okay. Well, I get that. Where does it go after that? Because they're supposed to be using it for equipment and supplies. Who is getting that money? Well, that's my question, and I think again, that's so much money. This could be a, a quote unquote conspiracy thought. But if you play this out and you think about the amount of, because this, this is all going on our balance sheet. It's one-tenth of the economy of California, which is the fifth largest economy in the world. So it's all going on our balance sheet and that money is going over there. And it's ultimately coming out of the pockets of tax-paying Americans. Tax-paying American citizens. Agreed. And then let's so play just just bear with me for a second and let's let's play this out. So we're looking at student loan debts, very high. Mind you, you saw the day, right? You saw the Biden's morning. plan to forgive student debt for over eight hundred thousand borrowers is upheld by the judge. So more than six hundred fourteen thousand of them will have all of their remaining federal student loan debt canceled. Now again, that's just a portion of the debt that's sitting out there. Student loan debt is a real burden on a lot of younger Americans, right? So that's one piece of debt. Then you've got U.S. credit card debt has now passed $1 trillion, Mm -hmm. first time ever. The rate of new U.S. credit card delinquencies hit 7.2% in the second quarter, up from 6.5% in the first quarter. That's per Moody's. Credit card balances in the U.S. are up almost 20% from a year ago per TransUnion. Now, as of today... New credit card and auto loan delinquencies have now surpassed pre-COVID levels per Moody's. And the total household debt in the U.S. has hit a record high of $17 trillion. So with the amount of debt that is mounting in certain areas of our economy on certain social classes of our economy. Yeah, lower middle and lower class. Yep. In addition to the fact that the government seems to just have a, a blank check with no end in sight of giving money anytime by the admin calls for it to go to Ukraine. It seems to continue to get passed and funneled over there. That to me seems like a very, if we play that out at some point in time, one card in the house of cards falling, taking everything else down with it. Is that a potential scenario that could have a drastic impact? on our overall economy and the stock market. I would be more concerned with student loan debt and credit card debt than sending money to Ukraine. Okay. Although I am concerned with sending money to Ukraine in the amounts that we are. Um, Then I think the one that poses the most um, threat would be credit card. Because those are be for banks. Banks are a little more integrated into our our financial system and the t- the type of banks that issue credit cards. As Sally Mae, uh, subsidized lenders, Moella, all these subsidized lenders that handle student loan debt. I think there is a way, I don't think that they should wipe the debt away because you have to have some responsibility of, even if it was a bad decision, following through with that decision and figuring it out. I mean, I can understand like a, a compromise but a canceling of debt is a little bit, it creates the 2008 effect for banks. Oh, so we can't fail? 
oh, no problem. Let's keep pushing the line. Then. Yeah, exactly. You have to have a, a line in the sand where, yeah, okay. Uh, lending institutions lended at too high of an interest rate with no rails and let people take as much money as they wanted for school. And then when they graduated and had a degree and were now actually a more qualified buyer of, uh, of debt, yeah. they held the debt against them that they used to become qualified and then didn't allow them to do, you know, work in their best interest to pay off that loan. It went un unmitigated the cost of interest rates on student loans and the cost per unit for, for universities. They rose in lockstep with each other because I guarantee you behind closed doors there were conversations of these idiots are letting us yep. raise the cost of 100%. tuition every year. Yeah. And we can just lend them more money that we're making 12% on. Yep. This is an absolute win, 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 win. That's what I think happened. Um, I personally took out a lot of those types of student loans. Most of my student loans were from uh, Sally May. Average interest rate was 11%. I've paid off most of those. I just refused to pay off my about nine or $10,000 I have left. I think it'll be paid off in March of next year. Um, I've paid all those off. Even when I wasn't making a ton of money, I made all my student loan payments. I made them consistently. It was a sacrifice, but it taught me the value of just borrowing responsible for your decisions. Uh, correct. Saying, holy shit, if I ever borrow money again, I mean, it taught me I've never missed. I've never, ever, 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 ever missed a payment ever on any debt. I've never missed anything. And it was the first debt I started paying on was my student loans. It ingrained in me the importance of servicing the debt that I was responsible for. And I don't think I got from college the amount of money that I put into it, but I learned a lot from college. And it, the lessons that I take away from learning how to be an adult and handle my business and have a good time, mm -hmm. that's invaluable. Um, fast forward to today, though, I think that was the, the issue. And I'm like thinking back to my school. I was always wondering, like, man, we're building a one fucking billion dollar at Sonoma State University, Division II, no football program, music hall. I'm talking about one of the best music halls in the world. Not ranked number seven in the world. It's at freaking Sonoma State University. It makes so much sense now. But I, we, I remember voting on it as a student. I was like, oh, yeah, we're doing the Green Music Center and a new student center that has a bar. I was like, oh, yeah, local bar. But all the money was for the Green Music Center. And that music center was originally only passed for $200 million and went $800 million over budget. Can you believe it? That's but they insane. had the money to do it. Yeah. That's what blows my mind. A public state university, not a UC, not a Berkeley, not a USC. Right. And that that all is that, that issue. I think that the higher, well, you saw more and more, um, as studies come out, more and more people are seeing less and less value in higher education. You should not, liberal arts degree should be Well, we'll think banned. of it this way. Here's a perfect example. When you see more and more companies, and we'll just use UPS, what did UPS do this last week? They increased the, there's a little asterisk there because there is, because it's benefits. Yep. Um, mostly, just so you know. Yep. Um, but they increased their overall uh, compensation package to 170 from 140. So, which most of it is benefits. I'm just say that again. But that being said, right? If you go, I can make 170k if I do all the right things and follow what this company is looking for, the GED, which does not require me to go and get into 100 or 200 or 300 thousand dollars in predatory student loan debt. 
instead and make I can that make, every year. And I can make a multi six figure or six figure, you know, salary with great benefits. We're going to see more and more uh, a higher education uh, group of Harvard and Brown University based economists did a study that found that attending an Ivy League or higher education college has statistically insignificant impact, if any at all, on earnings in the long run of one's career. The only way, and everybody that is has gone to an Ivy League and been successful knows that this is a thing. It's just specialized. It's, 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 the, Special. it's the good old boys club. I mean, let's all be real. It's a bunch of rich people spending money to be around a bunch of other rich people. And guess who they're going to commingle with? More rich people. There's more money to do deals. Which is why people are paying backdoor, you know, slipping money here and there because they want their kids to get into the the network. And I get that. There is value in that all day long, but it's not for the the skills and the educational piece of paper that they're going to get. Yeah. No, it is not. So, And And it used to be, they used to like, it used to be, but I think unless you're going to be a lawyer, a doctor, you're going to go into my field specifically in like economics. It's got to be something very specialized and specific that requires that piece of paper to make that. Because nowadays, because let's just say 80 plus percent of the degrees that they're handing out nowadays do not require that. And they're business degrees. Yeah. And they're, and they're for, for people who have no idea how to do business. So then let's circle back to this this debt issue, right? And the fact that banks are, I think there was a statistic released this week that essentially said, you know, banks have seen shrinking margins with rates rising. The rate of increase for the cost of deposits has outpaced that of the loan yields. And so we're seeing banks get squeezed right now. Fitch says it may need to downgrade multiple banks going forward, including, I thought it was interesting that they put JP Morgan on that list, which that again, won't happen. I'm Jamie. very interested who's, who's pulling the trigger on Fitch, you know, Jamie Dimon decisions. will make somebody's phone hotline bling and that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> but that being said, you know, with, with banks and, you know, some of this debt issue, you know, core CPI is slowly starting to pull back and we're seeing, sure. you know, some of those things. But then Bank of America came out this week saying that clients are fleeing equities as a risk of an economic contraction remains high. You're hearing more recession talk. It's still there, 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 right? Yeah. I don't think people are fleeing equities that are getting out of equities. I just think that the attractive 5% plus yield on cash and cash equivalents is, uh, is hard to put away. I mean, you can get quality high yield debt right now around 8%, which historically after taxes and inflation would keep pace with annualized returns of the S&P 500. It's hard. That's where we're, I was telling you earlier in these multi-asset portfolios that we do for clients, mainly retirees or people that are getting closer to retirement that are not so equity focused. We have these multi-assets because you can get a 5 6 7% yield on them. Interest rates get cut you appreciate on top of that and then you sell out of those and you buy back into equities, which are then going to catch their bag. It, that's where we are, I think, in this cycle because I really think that on Thursday, the FOMC is going to give guidance that, yes, although we're not, you know, we're going to do whatever we need to do to keep, you know, da, 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 it's our job, blah, 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 they're going to pause it. And that, that, was, that was reiterated to me on Monday. Any I can statistical ex- data around the pause? Yes. Mon- 
uh, not statistical, but actual, just like verbatim, yeah, factual data. Yeah. They the uh, Philadelphia, New York. Excuse me, it was one of the Fed chairs, and I apologize, y'all, but Philadelphia and New York came out and they literally revised down their 2024 and 2025 uh, forward-looking expectations, which are more important on that status than the current from 3.7 next year down to 3.4 and from 3.5 in 2024 to 2.9. That's 30 basis points and 60 basis points congruently that they've readjusted and a 30 basis point cut on, on future inflation expectations. They did that because of new data they've received. That means on Thursday, we're going to find out what data they got and what that, how that baked into it, how that tied into their correct, and what the negatives that they're still seeing. And I guarantee you the thing they're going to say is the Fed is staring at that 10 year yield. And I know that us as advisors, we want to see that kind of moderate a little bit, maybe go down to the 3837 range um, once the yield curve gets back healthy. But the Fed wants it to stay high because the longer that 10 year stays higher, the longer interest rates stay higher on. Um, on real estate, the harder it is for people to get money, the slower they will be to get that inventory off and it'll keep allowing the real estate market to catch back up because we are 48% below 2019 levels still, I think, as we sit today. Yeah, inventory is still down 10.5% year over year, which is still down 50% pre-pandemic levels. And getting a mortgage right now is more difficult than ever, honestly. Mortgage credit availability is at an all-time low. Applications also fell 26%. Refinance rates by 32%. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the velocity of what's happening in the housing market right now, it's pretty pretty stagnant, pretty slow, which is okay. But this is the challenge with that the Fed has, right? Because they don't want to cut rates and then see the housing market then by not cutting rates, the housing prices keep appreciating. Correct. They are on a... But, are, but if they do cut, then they're going to appreciate too. Who knows that song, Dance with the Devil, by uh, by our, our uh, immortal technique. This, I'm just hearing that piano. Yep. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Dance with the devil. That's what you're going to have to do. It's it's hard. You have to strike with the narrowest of margins that's why they to say move through. Soft landing, hard landing, no landing. Like, I think no landing is going to be it. And it's going to be a like... I'm I'm literally meaning it's they're like, going oh, to show up to the craps table. Oh, nope, we're going. They're going to show up to the craps table and they're going to hope they don't yo out. That's what they're going to do. Yeah, because I mean, it's it, it's still a very challenging time for the average person when oh, yeah. it comes to the housing market. I'll give you a statistic: the average income in 2013, ten years ago, was fifty-two thousand dollars. The average house price was three hundred and seven thousand dollars. Fast forward to today, twenty twenty three, average income is sixty thousand dollars. Only eight thousand dollars more ten years later, but the average house price is five hundred and five thousand dollars, almost two hundred thousand dollars more. So when you look at the ten years and what's transpired, income is up fourteen percent. And houses are up 65%. So I'll let you do the math, but there's a pretty big gap there in terms of affordability. And it ain't getting any better. And so when I start kind of adding up, which is weird, right? Because delinquencies on homes are at an all-time low. So people are making their payments. 
But then we're also seeing credit card debt at an all-time high. We're seeing household debt at an all-time high. We're seeing what's going on in the economy. It feels like if there were to be some things that lose steam or fall off track, it feels like it could tailspin pretty quickly. Does it feel that way to you or no? No, it just feels opposite 2008. People are not neglecting... People are neglecting themselves versus their homes because in 2008, people stopped paying their mortgages. Right. Uh, like completely. And then they still were spending money on their credit cards. And then we had a housing crisis fall into a credit card. I just think there's going to have to be something. Some They'll probably have to pass some sort of relief like credit card debt relief. So you think the government's going to step in and subsidize credit card debt? Yep. Probably next year. And what does that do to the consumer psychology and how all these motherfuckers who don't manage their finances well, it's only it's all gonna, it's doing is getting them deeper help on the tit of the government. But I think what it's going to do is it's going to help them in the polls because that's what they're that's where they're lagging. And I'm 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 starting to see some things point that way. They start makes sense. Starting with student loan. I can loan. see why that would make a big so deal for a lot like, of people. Oh fuck this, you know, student loan. We're like, well, hey, we're going to get your credit card debt though. Which is very scary, right? Because when we always say people vote with their pocketbooks, when you get people voting with their pocketbooks in the short in, term, in in that capacity, yeah, that's the wrong way. Which is the government stepping in and and how can helping you, you? How can the government way, help you help be self sufficient? Correct. Versus what they're doing correct. is getting you more self absorbed in utilizing the government to be your safety net, not your own resources or skills or hard work, right? It's it's a dangerous, and that's the difference between a socialist mindset and a capitalist mindset. Correct. And capitalism is not perfect because somebody has to lose always. Um, but there, in socialism, the government always wins. Yeah. So there's still a loser. <laughs> so in anything, you have to pick a balance of winning and losing. It's the yin and the yang. Even if you catch all the W's, there's still a little bit of loss. And even if you have all these losses, somebody's still making out somewhere. I think capitalism provides the fairest playing ground because people get to take advantage of the opportunity provided to them and hopefully deployed in a way that is successful. And it just uses kind of chance and luck. There is a little bit of who you are and where you come from that bake into that. For sure. But there's a lot of people that came from nothing that have a lot due to capitalism. And that's why I think it's still, although it's a broken wheel, it still does move forward better than the others. 100%. And when you look at some of the greatest entrepreneurs, they're not white, rich dudes. They're people from all over the world that came out of the slums of somewhere and just worked their ass off and bet on themselves and never gave up and traveled across the country under insane conditions to get to where... You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. it, it, the, the narrative is not as it may seem for many people who speak and hate on capitalism. But I agree. There's there's definitely, you know, some very bad, dark downsides to capitalism. But I'll take that all day long over socialism. No, no, no doubt. Um, so as we kind of wrap up and and give some sentiments here, I thought it was interesting. We're seeing a couple people start to place some bets on with their money. They're putting their money where their mouth is. One of those being one of our favorites, the Oracle himself, Mr. Warren Buffett. Mm -hmm. Berkshire Hathaway seemed to have placed a, a one. He's got more cash on hand than he's ever had 
in the history of Berkshire. Is that correct? Yeah, which is, to me is a bullish indicator. Which is a bullish indicator. Second piece of that is they just placed a pretty large bet of, and again, and, and they're, you know, the bat they're swinging, maybe not as big, but in general, 800 million bucks is still a pretty big, you know, sentiment to place money behind. Well, yeah, and 700 what, million of it was on one. What did they do before? with that? And what, what is that telling you based on that, that action? Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are gonna fill up fast and trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's myfirst50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. They already own a ton of bank stock and they haven't offloaded really any of their bank stock and they're putting their cash to work in uh, home builders, which is would be more of a contrarian view as of right now. But if you take a step back and you ask yourself, well, who are the two places that are going to benefit most if and when interest rates do get cut and the market starts to, it's going to be banks and it's going to be uh, home builders. Because the home builders are going to sell their houses and the banks are going to be able to lend way more money out. Sure, at a lesser rate. But if you can lend $1,000 out at 5% versus $100 at 7 you're right. making more money. Yep. So um, that, that, I think the velocity, it'll increase the velocity of money. And what I feel comfortable with, with Berkshire Hathaway is that group has been through so many market cycles and bought through so many different times in the market with different presidents. And they've, they just have a lot of experience in making pretty good bets. And I am on board with them as far as thinking that home builders and banks or financials are going to be some of the better places along with healthcare and technology that will do well when interest rates do get cut. Yep. So... So they're they're making a that's a bull to they're me, making a, a bullish, bullish bet yeah right it's an indirect way to say hey probably not going to be any more interest rate hikes and we're probably going to make a good amount of money on this here in the short to near term um, because he he he's going to try to get in prior to the the ups yeah he's 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 looking to where the puck is going, going not where, not it where it's at right now that being said we've got a a contrarian to that belief is an alternative take, which many people love to follow. 
the big short, Mr. Michael Burry, and what mm-hmm. he has done with his investments over the years. And he just updated his portfolio. And nearly 51% of it is in S&P 500 puts. And 42.54% is in uh, the triple Q puts. So, so he's got $1.6 billion in puts, essentially looking to short the U.S. economy. So that's the nominal value of those contracts. Okay. Macaroni Tony can tell you is completely different than the value of them. And in fact, it's micro percentages of that number. Okay. Um, his portf- the thing on that filing that's hard to understand as a, as a retail investor is you don't have to disclose a lot of things. So when numbers add up to 100%, because they're the only numbers on the form, it's going to say 100%. 100% of his portfolio is not in a short position, right? In fact, only about $40 million of his. Okay. So that $1 billion or so dollar... One, yeah, $1.6 is what it says. It's representative of about a $40 million uh, options contract. Got it. Which is leveraged, yep. obviously. Yep. All the way up to that, that nominal value. If it hits, this is the in-the-money value of that uh, contract if it hits and okay. a strike. The majority of his portfolio is in U.S. equities. So a lot of a lot of more sophisticated people that are in the space. That so is that just about, a hedge on his equities position? That is what I think, because we, in um, our most aggressive trading model, still have a short on the Nasdaq, and it's a six percent. And we've had that we shaved that down from twelve percent, and we layered on some short-term bonds. Okay. But we've done the same thing. And we've done it because instead of loading up on bonds, we've gone to the one to five year end of the curve to get that yield. Yeah. And then taken a short as a hedge. Got it. So that's what we're doing with a similar position to equities. And and that nominal value has a much higher value than the actual percentage of the asset that, that we've allocated there. So that's my opinion. I can't, because he just like three weeks ago loaded up on equities, like, Individual names, huge, huge, huge amount of equities. So this filing report doesn't disclose the equity holdings. It's just options contracts. So here's an options contract out. And I believe in the, the, the actual value of that contract is about $40 million. And I also believe that if I remember right, when I looked at the pricing on it, those actually right now are currently, he's actually probably paying additional premiums on that contract because it's, in, it's, it's out of the money. So when you, this is why it's very important to, to like headline news comes out. There's a lot more to the story than, than what you're seeing. You're just getting bitten on the click. He's probably, that's probably a really bad bet. He's probably going to close that position out and lose money as, it, as the market currently sits. Um, but he knows that he's, his delta of what he's making on the, the upside is worth the risk that he's taking or the loss that he might incur on that side. That's why when you're dealing with billions of dollars, little positions like that are, are, are insignificant and really go towards your tax loss harvesting in the future. Well, you got an insider expert insight from Mr. Breedwell on that take. And I'm just going to, we'll, we'll finish it on this one because I feel pretty damn good, but I'm about to read to you right now. That makes me feel good. All of the conspiracy theorist comments about ivermectin. Oh, yeah, I knew that, but we already knew that when it was happening. Yeah, so, you know, all, all of the, the people that were hating on anybody that said ivermectin was actually 
uh, a productive way to treat uh, C-19. And, you know, they silenced doctors and physicians and pharmacists and anybody that backed it um, for obvious reasons now in hindsight. Well, in a major narrative reversal, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration said that doctors are free to prescribe ivermectin as a treatment treatment for COVID-19. The admission made by the FDA attorney is in direct contrast with the organization's messaging during the pandemic when it was labeled a controversial horse dewormer and anybody that was promoting it was a conspiracy theorist. So no, it had just won multiple awards <laughs> prior years for being a very good drug. You know, and when you really get into breaking down, you know, they always say, right, follow, follow the money. Um, when you get into like breaking down what some of these big organizations like World Health Organization, FDA, and ultimately the ones who create a lot CDC. of legislation and narrative, right? CDC. Just some interesting statistics. The FDA, Food and Drug Administration, receives 45% of its annual budget, almost half of its annual budget from the pharmaceutical industry. The World Health Organization gets over 50% of its annual budget from private sources like Big Pharma and Bill Gates. The CDC, it owns 56 vaccine patents and buys and distributes $4.6 billion in vaccines annually through different vaccine programs. So when you really think about the people who are quoting and claiming science and are ultimately creating laws and legislation and narrative and news and just take it as far as you want to take it, just know that it's a good, probably a good idea to understand who their financial backing is and what the interests of those financial backers might be and whether or not you should ask yourself if those interests and those values align with yours and what is in the best interest of you, your own health, your family, your own future, or if it just comes down to dollars and cents. Mm -hmm. I'll leave it at that. Definitely something to think about. And I felt validated that... I stood on that hill and it served me and when I was doing that and uh, to see it kind of come full circle and actually get the tip, the nod of the cap uh, from the FDA, I thought was kind of funny. So with that being said, we appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week. You know, we'll continue to talk about the topics that matter and are important to your wealth building and your financial future. Don't forget to check out MillionaireMindcast.com you want to take advantage of the free financial x-ray, text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555 to connect with Ryan and his team. And don't forget to get on my deals list. All you credit investors, text the word deals to 844-447-1555. With that being said, we appreciate you guys tuning in today. We'll see you guys on next week's episode. Until then, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your march to a million and beyond. Cheers. Cheers, y'all. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Money Moves. Be sure to tune in next week for more news and updates. And if you got some value from today's show, all we ask is that you take two minutes and leave a review in iTunes, where by doing so, you're going to get entered into win a $100 gift card. Also, don't forget to take advantage of Ryan's free financial x-ray on your investment portfolio. And to do so, all you have to do is text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. What we have found by offering this out is most people have no idea what they're being charged from a fee perspective or really in most cases overcharged and whether or not their current 
investment and financial plan is actually aligned with what they're trying to accomplish. And this is something that Ryan and his amazing team do for all of our listeners for free. So be sure to take them up on that. Again, that's X-Ray, one word, 844-447-1555. Also, if you're an accredited investor and you're not on my deals list, be sure to text the word deals to 844-447-1555 to be notified of the private investment offerings my team and I put out. And last, don't forget to check out all the amazing products and resources that we offer to our Millionaire Mindcast family at MillionaireMindcast.com. Whether that's one-on-one coaching with me, mastermind events, calculators, the Rich Life Planner for those looking to take their goal setting and productivity to the next level, we've got all kinds of great and valuable tools available at MillionaireMindcast.com. With that being said, that's all for this week. Until next week's episode, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March 2 million and beyond. Cheers, my friends. Cheers.